and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with a really good friend of mine who I feel like I've been friend. I don't know. How long have I known you for? Oh, it's been at least probably like five years? years. Yeah, I feel like five or six. Yeah. It's been a long oh time. Oh, my God. Okay, so we are on the line with Jillian Clemens, who has an amazing, she does two amazing things. She has, well, she has many amazing things, but she is known for her Etsy shop, Best in Shore, and she's also known as an astrologer. And I was thinking with the new moon, it's January, where it's all about like intention setting and horoscope and all of that stuff, we should have her on. How are you? I'm doing great. I think that that's so cool that you knew about the uh, the new moon. That was um, that was a big one. That was a huge one for the year, and it really made this year feel like a new year on January fifth. Uh, and if you live on the Pacific uh, coast, I think it was like at like almost five thirty five thirty something, like five thirty four something Pacific Standard Time, and that was at fifteen degrees of Capricorn and I'm looking at Allie's chart right now that I pulled up and she's got a uh, Capricorn rising at the anoretic degree which is kind of like it's the 29th degree so it's right before it goes into Aquarius and she's got a Cancer Sun and then of course you're a Capricorn um, so so this was that, that new moon that just passed that was a big one for both of you guys like huge and um the eclipses are going into the nodes of Capricorn and Cancer um, this year in 2019. And so uh, you're both going to have pretty interesting years because there's going to be a lot of stuff shook up uh, for both of you in a pretty heavy way because you've got such big, you know, when you have your sun, moon, and ascendant um, in the signs where the eclipses are, there's going to be a lot of change. So you're going to have some interesting stuff coming up. I've heard that and I've kind of read that. So now you're like reaffirming that. <laughs> Wait, I want to yeah. ask for people who are not super into this, because like I'll talk to my mom about crystals and she's like, what the fuck? Um, what, what is the new moon? Like for someone who has no idea what this is, what what is this? Well, um, so a new moon, uh, basically it's... The, and even the eclipses, this all comes down to the phase of the moon. I mean, everybody knows what a full moon is, right? Um, but astrologically speaking, each phase of the moon has an energy. Like today, we've got, um, what is it? It's the part, We've got the moon square the sun, and that's called the first quarter moon. And um, so we just had this new moon. The new moon in astrology, it's, it's just like the moon phase of the moon where the full moon, everything is like, it's that culmination and that it's brightest. You're supposed to kind of be showing off whatever it is that you've been working on. Um, but it can also be drama. For example, if what you set or if you don't set intentions and you just kind of let life happen to you when the new moon comes around at the full moon, things can kind of go off the rails. And so that there can be drama, um, or things revealed that you didn't know about because the moon's bright. So it's shining a light on things. At the new moon, we get a chance to sort of start over in a way. And because we just had a new moon eclipse, that's basically like a new moon on steroids, kind of. That's just huge. And so the eclipses, like, uh, we're going to have one at the end of January. I believe it's January 20th. And it's going to be at zero degrees of Leo. Um, And that's the end of the phase of last year, which went through the uh, axis of Aquarius and Leo. And so you were supposed to be doing things and working on things, and if you weren't, they were going to get shook up in the area of your chart where those two signs are. And whether or not you're a Leo or Aquarius, everybody has those signs in their chart, and they're a house. And so the houses are where the activity is. And so, like, your first house is you and your temperament, your second house is, like, um, what you own, your possessions, your values, etc. And so... Whatever your ascendant is, that kind of lines up your life path and where your houses fall. Um, so that's so that's kind of what it is. And the, and so each lunar phase has an energy about it. Like right now today, because we've got that um, the uh, partial or the first quarter moon, there's there might be some kind of a crisis as far as what our new moon intention is going to be like. Um, For example, in my chart, I'm a Pisces rising. And so my moon in Aries, which is my second house of resources, 
and um, the sun in Capricorn, which is my 11th house of kind of like networking and friends and everything, there might be some kind of a tension there, something where it's just like an action needs to be taken. And it's kind of like today, you know, it's like the resources of we're, we're trying to connect and get the podcast going and it's just pouring rain, right? And so like some action needs to be changed or something needs to kind of be shooken up um, so that we can either discard whatever the plan was in the beginning of the phase or we can make a new plan or we can just readjust or reevaluate the plan. But um, whether, whether or not the funny thing is whether or not people quote unquote believe in astrology, it's still happening, you know, so, <laughs> I know, you know, so whether you go with the energy or you don't, it's still going to happen and it's happening to everybody around us. It's just kind of how intentional you want to be about things. And, um, and I think, you know, even it's not a religion, right? You don't have to believe in it one way or another, but if it helps you plan things and helps you feel more aligned and feel more in tune with the energy of the day, I say, what, what's the downside of that? Right. I, so that's I, what I like about it. Yeah. A thousand, a thousand percent. Well, that's the thing. It's so weird. I'm sort of curious to know what to do. So a friend of mine, former guest who you you've never met, but she's one of my best friends from New York, Danielle, um, she was saying, she texted me like, I don't know, the second day of the year, third day of the year. And she's like, Capricorn moon, better set your intentions. We're halfway through the month. I have ideas, but I don't feel like I've done formal intention setting, like that I would like as much formal intention setting as I would like to do. And literally I could just sit here and write it down. It would be 25 minutes of my life, but I haven't. So is there a danger in this? Like, do I need, is my deadline like now? But to set these in, <laughs> you know, there's not there's not necessarily a danger. And the new, so the new moon, for example, that's a great time to, you're thinking and you're imagining and you're kind of it's almost like you're vision boarding. But actually, you don't really want to start because the the like there's no moon yet. It's just the new moon until there's a crescent moon, and that so you got to wait for the the moon to kind of get some traction, which is usually 48 hours after any new moon thing. Then you're kind of like. Now you're starting to take action, which is not necessarily action. It's more like collecting information on what it is you want to do. It's researching. It's sort of, um, it's getting kind of the bones around what it is you want to do. Um, I will say that keeping something in your mind, I mean, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that if you write down intentions, they're nine to 10%. What It's like nine to 10 times, like uh, you're more likely to do them, which I, I actually, I think that there is some truth to that. So I would always say, you know, write them down and they're nothing set in stone. You know, you can always go back. And the nice thing about the moon is we have a new moon and a full moon every month. <laughs> so like you yeah. miss this line, who cares? I mean, like I'm, do, I'm doing this 365 days of drawing challenge because like last year, I just want to get better at drawing. And, um, well, and I started it in April. I mean, I didn't start January 1st. It, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do 365 days of drawing and it has to start Jan 1 and go to Jan, you know, you can, right. you can start things whenever. I just feel like it's so nice to work with the energy than against it. Um, or, or not know what it is just because it's like, you know, it's a boat in the tide. And so the boat, go, and so it's like, rather than working against the tide, you're working with the tide. And because the moon rule the oceans and the tides. I think that that's like a really good way to look at it, you know? And I love that you just said like, you know, like working with it. Cause like, so for me being a new mom, I've gone through yeah. like a lot of struggles this like past year of like finding like a new balance and figuring out how to be like in a new rhythm for myself and not reinventing right. myself, but like tweaking things in my life. And so for myself, adjusting yeah. to this new person exactly. and trying to, you know, get your stride. Yeah, exactly. And when I, when 2019 came, it's so interesting you say that with intentions, because for me, I like said to myself, like, okay, this year I'm not going to set resolutions. I'm not going to put myself in this, you know, box of I have to get this done. I have to get that done because that honestly I've noticed with me now gives me anxiety and makes it harder for me to get things done. So I really said to myself, okay, I'm going to set intentions. What are each intention that I want each month? What are intentions that I want myself yeah. going forward? And then I started. Yeah some things down. I started saying some things out loud, a little bit of meditating. And I've just been trying to stay really focused on it. And even if it's like stupid things, like I'm going to stick to, you know, a 15 minute workout every morning for the next two weeks. And this little challenge I'm doing, like, that's my intention. It's like, that helps yeah. me stay 
like guided, like you said, to going towards the energy and like following through, even if I'm not making it happen every day. And I agree with you. It's like working towards that versus like setting, like how Amanda's saying, like thinking in your mind, oh my God, I didn't do it. And I'm halfway through the month. It's like, no, 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 don't be fearful. Just take that and try to work towards the intention and the energy of what you're working with. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's really interesting you, because you guys are both on, you know, you being a cancer, her being a Capricorn and the nodes going through these two signs, you both have really different approaches on how you do this. And you're always going to be a lot more affected by the moon and the phases and all these kind of things. And this will probably feel more natural to Allie than it would to an earth sign. Um, because an earth sign is kind of like, they need tangible results. They like goal setting. They like that hustle that everyone was talking about last year. And it's the energy is different this year. And so, you know, Rab, I've, I've seen a lot of people being like, you know what, I'm not doing even resolutions because screw it, you know, like it, it was too, it was overwhelming and whatever. But I like that I've been seeing this thing called align versus hustle. And um, I've been seeing it all over for 2019, kind of in the more, you know, woohoo, spiritual, you know, people talking about it. But I think it works so well with this energy because the hustle is the Capricorn, you know, and it, it oh, does yeah. kind of talk about, you know, forward moving and, you know, you're the goat climbing the mountain and, you know, the cancer, it's a crab and it, and it's not, it's not linear. It like, it scuttles, like it, it's not always forward moving. It's going to go back. It's going to go forward. It's going to go side to side. And so rather than, you know, beating ourselves up, if we're not like hitting goals and we're not, you know, that we didn't write it down, we didn't get it by a certain time. It's like, we got to start thinking about aligning our inner and our outer selves together because you know the wherever capricorn is in our chart that's where we're going to feel a lot of stress to you know like get the good grades or or get the title or whatever it is and um and wherever the cancer is in our chart that's where we could be carrying a lot of sensitivity and a lot of um you know feelings about maybe your upbringing and things like that and so we're going to need to align our inner and our outer selves this year a lot more to get. And I wouldn't even call them goals anymore for the energy of this year. It's really more intentions. It's like, yeah, it's, I love that. it's gotta yeah. be about finding your joy. Yeah, if, you, if you're, if you're just doing it, it's just work because the cancer is the inner child and it wants to be happy and it wants to be free and it wants to be like a kid and it wants things to feel natural. Um, and if the Capricorn is just pushing it like to, 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 it's like, you know, being with that, cause we've got Saturn in its own sign. It's domicile sign. So it's very strong in, um, in Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn is a total, it's a realist. It's a fact checker. It's like, don't talk about dreams if you're not going to do them, which is keeping us honest. And that's awesome because we've also got this year, we've got Jupiter that's left, um, Scorpio where it was bringing everything up from, you know, the depths and bringing everything into light hashtag me too, you know, is going through there and expanding all that kind of stuff. Now it's moved into Sagittarius. And now, you know, rather than looking at a lot of the abuses, you know, that were happening, especially because uh, Scorpio has a lot to do with, you know, the reproductive system and, uh, and, um, Hmm. you know, and when Venus went retrograde last year in Scorpio, it had so much to do about things that have been done to women and they're angry because Venus and Scorpio is pissed. It's like, you know what? I'm not Venus and Libra or Venus and Taurus. I'm not going to be calm. I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell people what you did to me. And so last year, like, and then we had that Mars retrograde during the summer last year. And that was a drag because that made us feel less energetic. This year is freaking awesome, especially the beginning of this year. We've got Jupiter and its domicile Sagittarius. That's bringing a lot more things about the refugees to the surface, things that are going on, um, with the air, all these TSA people not getting paid, things like that. So I'm we're so talking mad. about foreign okay. culture. I want to say nothing nice to them <laughs> on this podcast because they destroyed my other laptop. Yeah, they destroyed all my. They stuff. they ruined my lap. <laughs> they ruined like uh, you know a twelve hundred dollar MacBook. <laughs> Thanks TSA. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the bitter goat, but I'm so bitter about it because I'm just like well, remember how bad they were to me last year when I was pregnant. Oh yeah. Allie was like basically abused by that. Like yeah. the fact that that didn't make the news to me is totally shocking. Yeah. The, the, the TSA definitely gets away with a lot of shit. They, they get away with too much. <laughs> Fuck yeah. the TSA. Sorry if any people are listening to this. I'm sure, I'm sure you're lovely, but the yeah. people you, you we've, with we've dealt with are not so lovely. Oh, yeah. the worst. <laughs> but 
It's true. I have to back Amanda because normally I'd be like, no, 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 re- stop it, in. Amanda. And like, like, no, I, I've experienced you, so much with them too. And like last year, long story short, I had like a horrible experience with them. I was pregnant. They were they like treated abusive. Me. Yeah, they yeah. treated me horribly. So like, I just have no patience for TSA anymore. We're we're well, t- but- on the TSA <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, with Jupiter being really strong in Sagittarius. Um, there are, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about travel and, oh, yeah. uh, we're talking about travel and we're talking about, you know, the spiritual awareness and the broadening of the mind, the higher mind, this having it in that sign, like I will say Jupiter in its own sign of Sag, Saturn in its own sign of Cap, Neptune in its own sign of Pisces, which is a very long transit. I mean, it's been there forever. It's still going to be there for a while. Um, but having all of these planets in their home sign. You know, when people are like, oh, you know, Jupiter's in Sag and it's going to be such a lighter thing and, you know, all these, really what it means to have a planet, like say in your natal chart, you've got um, your moon in Cancer, where that's, that's like its domicile, that's its home, right? It's, it means it's strong. It doesn't necessarily mean it's working well. Now, <laughs> strong, you know, a strong person can be a psycho, you know, and they could do a lot of damage because they're a very strong person or they're a very smart person, but they're crazy or something, you know, so... Um, it basically could be a very stubborn energy because it feels very at home there and it thinks that it's right. And if you've ever met, and I love Sagittarius, and I got my Mars and Mercury conjunct there, and so I got a lot of my own firm convictions about what I think is right and wrong or whatever, you know, and morals and stuff. But um, Jupiter and Sag can also, it can, everybody can really feel that they're right this year about things. And um, Sagittarius is is a very funny sign and lighthearted and doesn't usually come with bad intentions, but it can be very frank and not the most sensitive. And so if we've been seeing polarization, I mean, and we have like crazy, that could only get people more in their corner. And then we've got this giant conjunction in Capricorn in 2020. And so everybody is, everybody is very firm in their beliefs, let's say. And, um, and being more open hearted and generous in the fact, Ali, that you were talking about, you know, you want to get more into meditation and letting things flow a little bit more. We need more people doing that. And I think that Neptune in Pisces is great because that helps people do that and kind of be like, what, what's the more enlightened? Because Neptune is actually the higher octave of Venus. And Venus wants to get along. It's about relationships. Um, but it still cares about, like, what am I getting out of this relationship? Neptune is the higher octave. And so it's like, even if I don't get anything out of this relationship, I want to come at my relationships with love. And so it's not about necessarily what I get, but because it doesn't, it's not tit for tat so much. Sometimes it can really cross boundaries and get taken advantage of. Um, so that, that's one thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I will say last year on the retrogrades, um, this year it's going to be a more straightforward energy in 2019, especially the beginning of the year but we just got to practice what we preach. And, um, and in the Sag part of our charts, we're going to be finding more joy in 2019, even if, you know, it expands, whatever it is. For me, I got a Pisces rising, so it's in my 10th house of career. So I'm going to have like a lot of joy in my career this year. And I already feel like it's already starting that way. And a lot of my attention setting has been that way, but it's also going to expand that area. So, you know, too much of a good thing is still too much, right? So, you know, <laughs> Everything in you know, sometimes... Yeah, I think it'll be overwhelming. Um, like for a Gemini rising, for example, um, Sagittarius would be in their seventh house because it's directly opposite their rising. It's like your rising is who you are. Your seventh house and your opposite um, is your partner, your best friend, um, your spouse. Um, so that would be for them. They're going to have a year about that they're going to have a lot of energy and a lot of focus and a lot of joy probably in relationships and more fun there. Um, and wherever our, you know, our Capricorn is in our chart and our Saturn is, that's where we're going to get really focused on our goals. Um, and, but we still have to come at it with that balance. We can't, we can't like, we can't be so hard in that area because we've got this, this Sag energy versus this Capricorn energy, the Saturn that's realistic and it's a taskmaster versus like a more of a spiritual guru that one is, wants to teach us, but it doesn't want to necessarily hoard our hand of the fire. So we've got this year of expansion versus contraction. And so we need to find a balance. 
And it's the same, and it kind of mimics the energy of the Capricorn cancer balance that we need to find. And so, you know, they say as above, so below, as within, so without, we've got a lot of energy that's kind of the same this year that's, that's talking about, you know, giving and receiving, like breathing in and breathing out and not, and not trying so hard, but also not floating. You can't float, you know? No. Wait, so this is my question for you, because this is like all very weird. Two two things I want to just say. One thing I just realized, you know how when we all say, like, no matter what's going on, like, oh, I've been so stressed out and like everyone is stressed out or, oh, there have been so many changes and everyone is so many changes. I feel like this is why. And I, and I just realized that. Oh, like the fact that like the, the, yeah. the, the line, like yeah. everything is sort of yeah. like, but also like this year has been the weirdest. I mean, we're only two weeks in and I guess like, <laughs> I feel like. Well, because it started automatically with an eclipse. I mean, like right out the gate, it's just like high, boom, big change. And so. Yeah. And see, it's so I mean, interesting. So how you were just saying, Jillian, how like we read things differently, obviously being different signs and, and take things differently. Amanda's saying mm-hmm. it feels so weird. For me, it's felt like so like calming and really? like and oh, like and and, and and I've been like kind of just trying to let myself flow with it and feel it. And I've just been like instead yeah. of like stressing myself out every day, like <laughs> you said with the intentions, I've just been doing all these like little intentions and then just kind of just going with it. And I felt so much more at ease and relaxed than I ever had yeah. starting a new because year. You're, because you're aligning yourself. I mean, the thing is, I feel like it's just energy, right? It can't be created or destroyed, but it's, it's, we work against it, you know? And especially right. during eclipse season, I also feel like you've got to, you've got to kind of know it's almost like the energy of like a day like this, or it's just pouring rain things are going to be a little weird and a little off. And that's just kind of how it is when you're like, and cause we always have, we have a, we have a lunar and a solar, they, they go back to back. And so this month we're going to have a nut, you know, we're going to have a few more and in, in this cancer, you know, Capricorn thing, our last one with the Aquarius Leo axis is at the end of this month. And basically that one, that's going to have a different energy. It's not going to be like a beginning energy. It's going to be, that's got the energy of a full moon, which is kind of like, it's, you're going to feel really good and you're going to feel really accomplished. If whatever is going on in your Leo house or whatever planets that you have in Leo, if you've been working in that area and you've been thinking about it last year and you've been trying to improve in that area. Um, for example, mine was trying to think mine is Leo's in my sixth house. And so you know, I'm Pisces rising, but when it comes to how I work and how I exercise in my health, I'm a Leo. Like, and that's kind of something I needed to learn because I went through a few moves and a remodel and I could not get a schedule down until really recently where I could find a place that I wanted to exercise at. And, you know, being a Leo in this health house, of course I love Equinox. So that's where I ended up going. Yeah, because, I, oh my I, gosh. I, like, you're like obsessed. I got to be very royal in where I work out, I guess. And so I finally found a place that I love. And so it's like, finally. But it's taken me that whole like eclipse cycle to, I tried all kinds of different things to find something that I like to do. And it's like, okay, I'm finally feeling at home in that area, you know, and that's what it's good for. And I finally am like kind of ready to talk about it. And I'm feeling good about it and happy about it and kind of like tell people like, Oh, this is what I'm doing now where I'm working out and like, and I'm getting a schedule there, but that started about last week and it's taken me like almost whole time, but I would probably feel really bad or maybe even like, I mean, I hate to say it, but sometimes you might have like a health break if like Leo was in your house of health, your sixth house of health, for example, and you hadn't been, trying to figure out how to be in better health or how to get a good schedule in that area or whatever. And say you just never did it or you just ignored it because it just felt too hard. Cause usually wherever the North node is and our North node was going through Leo and the South node was going through Aquarius. And so we were supposed to be focusing on Leo things, you know, and we were supposed to focus on area. And if you just ran away from it or tried to escape from it, you know, for example, using the sixth house as an example, um, with the North Northern Leo there, maybe you might have a health injury or maybe you might find out that now you're like pre-diabetic or whatever it is. Cause you're not taking care of yourself oh rather than try to work on it. You're escaping, you know? So Wait, a full moon will bring drama. 
or it'll bring something to kind of a good, it'll bring it to like a good ending or something like where now you've been working on something during the new moon or you've been working on something for a while. And now you're like ready to show it to the world and you're proud of it. And like, you get to speak about it and you get to kind of be on stage about it or, or like the opposite or something that you've been trying to hide or not deal with or whatever. It's going to come out and like come up and bite you. That's so full moons aren't necessarily bad. They're just like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like anything else. Like if you're, if you've been hearing a squeal in your car and you're not taking it in, it's kind of on you. And like, you know, like the battery is dead or whatever, like you knew about it and you didn't work on it, you know? So the full, so does it make sense to kind of say like for like us that obviously like you're a, you know, horoscope expert and like you understand all this can follow everything, but for us who are still kind of learning and understanding and trying to figure it out, a full moon basically in one way or another, either brings everything to the surface, good or bad, whether it be like to show off an accomplishment or to basically deal with something that you didn't deal with. Yeah. Ignoring. Um, Yes. You know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to read you something that I wrote down about a full moon phase, because I think that this kind of sums it up. Basically, it's time to put it all out there. It's a time to speak up and pitch something. It's also a good time to collaborate and shine with other people and show your work. Like, what have you been working on? Show your work to people. So it's a nice day to kind of well, depending on everything else, you know, if, if all the aspects of that moon are really tricky, it might not be a great day to launch. And then also considering your chart, but in general, you know, we're talking in big generalities, you know, just talking about the moon phases, but, um, but yeah, it brings things to culmination. It can be an ending. It can be new information revealed. It's basically, it's, it's like the moon. And I think if you think about the phase of the moon, and like, what is it doing? It's shining and it's at full exposure. Like everything's exposed. You're exposed. Secrets are exposed. Mm. Um, so that can bring from our ending or, you know, it can, it can, it can be something really wonderful. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Everything's kind of at a, at a climax a little bit at a full moon. And, um, which is why, <laughs> hospitals tend to have, you know, and if, if you drink on a full moon, I mean, it, people tend to get drunker, it said, I've and heard you know, heard when up in the hospital, there's, I mean, people act, people act loony, you know, it's a full moon. I mean, everything's at full exposure and they're finding things out. And if they're not dealing, it's dealing with them, right? You deal with your shit or your shit deals with you. <laughs> Okay. No, that makes a lot more sense. And the way you put it, like you said, in general, because yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times where you're like, why is everything so weird? Why, why is everything, is everything crazy? Like, and it makes sense because people are exposed. Secrets are exposed. Things come, like she said, to a halt or they come to fruition. Like, so it kind of makes sense. It's, well, this is what I want to know for, for me as a Capricorn. It has been the weirdest energy for me. I would say like since December where I've just been like nonstop in a way That's I've never been in a way I've never been nonstop before. And like, I feel so lucky to have these opportunities, but I'm like, I mean, in a, and it's all like positive, but at the same time, it's cut down on like, on my sanity completely and totally. And I feel like a crazy yeah. person most of the time. And I'm like, how can I keep this? Like, how can I stay sane? Because I feel like this is, this chaos is not really ending anytime soon. And I just feel like, like I just have to go with it. And like when I have 20 minutes, like, I don't know, I was saying to someone, I watched like a stupid sitcom last week for half an hour. And it was the best half hour of like my week. <laughs> because I just like, I'm like, I am just going to sit here and have dinner and watch. I don't know why I love the Goldbergs. I, it's a silly show, but it's I really, cute it, it's cute. I really, I like an old school, like multi-cam sitcom. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm watching it and I'm just like, I'm really enjoying these things in a way I don't enjoy them. But it's like, I'm either working or playing and there doesn't seem to be like any middle ground. And is that, is that the moon? Is that, is that like, why is that? And that's rarely, that happens to me sometimes, but this is next level. Hey, Amanda. What? Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. No, you're not. Okay. You know, listening makes you a better person. It also makes me a better mom. Does it make you less judgmental? You know what? Listening actually helps inspire us and it helps bring us all together. Listening is really important. That's absolutely true. You know what I like to listen to? What? Books on Audible. 
With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, who doesn't need that, mysteries, like how to get your child to be very quiet while mommy and auntie record an ad. Stay tuned. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thrillers, memoirs, which is my personal favorite, and more. They have the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now they have We Love Something Exclusive. With your membership, you get exclusive access to content you can only find on Audible. I love Audible, and one feature I really love is that you can listen on any device, anywhere, anytime. So sometimes I'll listen on my laptop, and other times I'll listen on my phone, and it all syncs, which is amazing. Um, If you need a suggestion for Audible books, I love Girl Washer Bass by Rachel Hollis. It was like the audiobook that got me in to audiobooks. Yeah, and you got me into Audible because of that book, and that was amazing, like game changer. And I'm not just saying this because we're doing an ad. We are both Audible members. It's a great way to listen to something new while you're on your commute, while you're doing something else. It's great for me as like a new mom being crazy. Like I'm trying to, you know, take care of the baby, but I also want to listen to something great. Like it lets me kind of have my me time without having to stop and actually sit there and worry about it. So if you want to get started with a 30 day trial, go to audible.com slash lazy pod or text LazyPod to 500-500 and listen for a change. Yes, and also don't forget that your membership includes one free audiobook a month, exclusive sales, and 30% off all regular priced audiobooks. So that's quite the steal. It's such a deal. It's such a deal. Again, it is audible.com slash LazyPod or text LazyPod to 500-500. Thank you, Audible, for being such an awesome sponsor. Well, as a Capricorn, Saturn is your ruler. And so you're always going to probably feel more guilt um, because your sun is in the sign of Capricorn. Your sun is your ego and your identity. It's also, it has a bit to do with your purpose and some kind of say your destiny and career. And so you're always going to kind of feel that pressure. But now that Saturn is in its home sign, it's moved in there, it's left Sagittarius, you're feeling that even more. And then the, you saying crazy, I think crazy could have to do with Pluto being in the sign. It's transiting the sign right now of Capricorn and the South node is there. The South node is kind of like where we've been, things that pull us into the past. It's like, if you're feeling like sometimes you get pulled into like old things yeah, and, and it's affecting your ego and your identity. But yeah. Pluto is, um, they consider, um, in, ancient astrology, medieval or Hellenistic astrology, Mars was the ancient ruler of uh, Scorpio and Aries, but then they gave Pluto um, as the modern ruler, so it's the co-ruler of Scorpio, and if you know anything about you know, pop or modern astrology, they always say Scorpio kind of thrive in crisis and transformation and drama, and it's like, it's almost like they can't get anything done unless they've gone to a black and white extreme about it, so you having Pluto next to your son, you know, or, you know, getting in that sign, you're going to feel a little bit of that energy of like, it's almost like you're going to feel like you're like, sometimes you're just going to look in the mirror and kind of be like, who am I? Because the sun's your identity and Pluto's there. And it's like, everything's changing so much. And sometimes it yeah. feels like the, the rug's being pulled under your foot and you, and the best way to deal with that energy is to just keep transforming and changing and not trying to to be one thing or the other, you got to flow. You got to be more like a, a Pisces, you know, (laughs) or the mutable signs or Allie scuttle back and forth like a crab, you know, but (laughs) no, it's true though. It's like at a certain point, like, I'm just like, okay, I can't fight it. Like, I just have to like go with this because this is my new normal. And it's just felt yeah. very weird to me. I'm like, so, like I feel like I'm almost occupying a different like everything since like I think about this time last year. I don't even remember what I was doing or what was going on, but I do know like this feels really different, and it feels like a different stage in my life. And I'm just like, oh my god! It, even like the things that I'm allowing to influence me, and the things I allow in my world, and the things I don't allow in my world as well. Right. Um, just like certain things that I used to care about, I just like, I don't have energy for it anymore. And those things. Right. And with the South Node in your sign, that's a big part of, you know, it's letting go. And because 
the sun, wherever our sun is in our charts, that has to do with identity and ego. Um, letting go of things that your ego might have been attached to that you really know aren't bringing you forward or to a better place. But maybe it was like you did something just because you liked the way that it looked or how it was in your resume or something like that. The South Node and Capricorn, that's, we got to all let that go as a collective. All the signs are going to be doing that, no matter what your rising moon and sun is. But for you, I would say because your sun's there, um, and the South Node is about kind of where we've been and what we need to let go of. You being really attached to maybe, and just as a Capricorn anyways, this, you know, this, of course, this is kind of like always going to be something that you're going to need to think about. But like, does it just sound good to you? Or does it just sound good to say that you did? Or is this something you actually really want to do? Like, how do you feel about it? Cancer is about feelings, you know? How does this make me feel? Does it make me happy? Does it bring me joy? And you got to do like a body check-in, like a body scan, how they say I like, you know, you. when somebody, when somebody asks you to do something, for example, you ask yourself to do something because as a Capricorn, you're always like, you know, you should be, you, you know, it's like the should sign. Yeah, and exactly. So you got to ask yourself when yes. you ask yourself, like, about something that you plan, if your body, if like all of a sudden, like, it's just like, you kind of slump over and you're like, Oh, I have to rather than like, you know, it's like you get excited when somebody's just like, Oh, do you want to do this? And it's like something actually that you've been wanting to do for a long time. And you get excited. You know how you like pop, you pop up and your body strains a little bit. And like your shoulders almost go back. And like, you look like a dog that's about to get a treat. Like mm-hmm. that to me is, that's how, if you're not used to, um, checking in with yourself and going more with your instinct and, um, and your feelings, then I feel like that's a really good way to just, what did your body just do? You know, and just stop and think about that. What I said today when you got here, I was like, you have to not do as much. You can't be killing yourself. Like I know, I, and I'm I, I'm you sort of doing a lot, but like I'm watching you. Like as I know, and everyone is like, "Are you like, okay?" And yeah. I'm like, "Um, I mean, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm like, I'm. It's weird though. But one thing I've noticed this year too is that I'm obsessed with energy." with like good energy, bad energy, like all of a sudden I've become like extremely, and I'll say it's with certain crystals too. Like I can't, like my citrine, I don't have it with me, but I sometimes I have a big one and sometimes it's in my purse. Um, and I'm just like, I am very attracted to energy. And if there is something energetically that attracts me to a person, a thing, or just a project, a vibe, I'm like, okay, like I need to like go with that and really trust my my instincts about about this or even just like an emotional energy I feel where I'm like this will make me this energy will make me feel good this energy won't and I have to about everything now in terms of in terms of energy which is not a thing I think I've always been doing it but now I'm doing it much more more and I'm more cognizant so what so what Julian what I want to say is with what you're saying is like what she was saying about the way your body feels so just as much as you're aligned and in tune with your energy you should also be paying attention to like how your body's responding to it so you like know like okay this is like what I should do or this is making me tense and making extra stress so maybe I shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. like you should be finding those like you know those I guess those boundaries like for me I've been like how you were saying, Jillian. Like so, I'm like I'm, you know everything's so emotion based, and it's so true. And well, especially also like now, hormones because you're breastfeeding, oh, everything, and you get a it's baby, like, like, like emotion everywhere. Yeah. Emotion, but it's emotion, true. That's right. But it's thank you. But it's true. It's like you know, it's made me in in a good way, like make this like check on myself and say to myself, like, okay, that doesn't align with you because emotionally, like, it's doing this doing that to you and it's like kind of put me in check in a whole new way and you had said to me this morning in the email you have a very interesting year coming this year so what 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 did you mean by that well so I think it's I'm just looking at your natal chart right not even like your year ahead or anything but just your natal chart some of the things you talk about Allie I think are really interesting because natally what you're what you're working on um for anybody that's interested in evolutionary astrology, uh, the thought process, not everybody is into reincarnation or anything like that. I, I don't think it has to be very strict. Like we go from one body to another, to another, like, you know, Cylons or something. Um, I, I going back to energy cannot be created or destroyed. I just don't, I feel like when we're gone, whatever we become a part of the earth, 
some part of that, it rolls forward into something else. And so in evolutionary astrology, where the nodes are, like, the, and the nodes are basically kind of like where the eclipses and things were when you were born. So in Allie's chart, <clears throat> she's got the north node in Cancer in the fourth house. Um, if you look at it from, a pla- it depends on what house system, from a Placidus house system, you're going to be focused on the third house, which would be communication, having a podcast would be great, and, you know, doing it that way. Um, I tend to look at it as whole signs because I come from a more traditional background after I went to um, the Kepler um, uh, astrology school. And so having it in that fourth house, it's like you're kind of a teacher almost for Amanda and the Capricorns out there being the cancer of in past lives. Um, you had it in your 10th house of kind of like career and status and reputation and, you know, banging out like deadlines and all that kind of stuff. And now the fourth house, um, it has to be about it's home. It's, you know, it has to do with nurturing motherhood, um, even just kind of like real estate, but it's kind of getting in touch with your feelings. And so you feel very natural, um, kind of being out in the world and having career and everything. And you feel natural talking also about kind of esoteric, more occult topics because your South node was in the 10th house and it was also in Scorpio. So like, maybe you were an astrologer, <laughs> you know, that was your job in a past life or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, but like now it's, it's Taurus and it's kind of getting rid of some of the black and white and the extremes. And it's like, Taurus is calm. And then, for example, this is an awesome day. We have the moon in Taurus where it's exalted. The moon loves being in Taurus. It's at its home sign is cancer where it loves to be is Taurus because like what's Taurus? It's like the most patient mom in the world. Tauruses are patient and they're calm and they don't, you know, they're not like Scorpios or like, what do you say to me, bitch? You know, like, no, <laughs> Taurus is going to like, they might hear you and they might not react and they'll probably do something 10 years later, like whatever. But like, but it's a calm, it's a nice place for the moon. And, um, and it's a nice day anyways to be having this conversation. But when you were talking about, you know, just, and I think even like working from home, having the North node there, um, that's, that's amazing for you. But anyway, so sorry i i our backup so because i'm going to just leave that in our backup <laughs> recording i was recording sort of over another file oh. and it had like our our outro music in it and i didn't realize that made me jump out of my seat so i i apologize and i oh, apologize to our, our audience sorry anyways you were saying so you said so working from home is great okay continue <laughs> yeah and that's and that's in general i mean i was just some of the stuff that you were saying i thought it was really interesting about how um about how because the North Node is in Cancer right now, and Cancer is um, it's associated with the fourth house of like home and motherhood and all those kind of things. Um, you've got your North Node in the in your fourth house of, of Taurus, and so this this year is actually going to feel kind of natural to you because you're you've already been sort of forced to do a lot of the things in your lifetime so far to kind of do this. I and totally so this year. That. <laughs> you you going into alignment and you know kind of doing inner child stuff and all like you you get it like you you know um but let's see your pile up of planets in capricorn um that's in your it's in your 12th house even though you're a capricorn rising i could also say it's your first house but because you're i mean you're on 29 minutes 41 seconds. I mean, you're really at the very, very end, that anorect degree of Capricorn as you're rising. So, um, I mean, if you were a few minutes off on your birth certificate or like maybe they called the time wrong or something, you'd be an Aquarius rising. And there's part of me that wonders if maybe your chart needs to be a little rectified because from, I mean, I haven't seen a ton of pictures of you, but I was kind of (laughs) like, Oh, so close to Aquarius rising. I should, see if I can find some pictures of her because your rising is like how you look, how you talk, um, how you dress, kind of like your life path and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and I'm kind of like, oh, you could really be an Aquarius rising, like depending on the way that you dress and stuff. You don't seem as like as buttoned up Capricorn <laughs> right. rising to me. You right. seem more of like a hippie to me, but I don't know you well. I mean, I know 
I know Amanda better. I'm kind of like, it's funny. Like I, well, I, so I, for work, like, you know, I'm a celebrity stylist and also work with personal clients and fashion expert and TV personality besides having our podcast and blogging and every, everything. Yeah. And so like, I, you know, I obviously talk fashion and lifestyle and dress, you know, the part for work. And before I had a baby, I was way more, of course, getting dressed every day, like just wanting to look fabulous. Now I'm in, you know, sweat chic most of the time until I go out to an event or have to go do something. But yeah, I mean, fashion and and, and the look has, has always been important to me more for the fashion side of it and the creation and the aesthetic, not necessarily the ego side way more of the artistic aesthetic side of me and like yeah you sound way you just sound so much more Aquarian to me and I think that your style is a little bit more it, it seems to be a little bit more um daring and unique and a little bit more creative I mean like for example somebody like Reese Witherspoon dress is super cute I love her style but, it, but it's, it's more <laughs> fucky and conventional and like you could she could fly anywhere in the country and no one's gonna like be like right. oh you're from LA or like you're from uh-huh. you know what like no one's gonna be like oh you're from a city they're not gonna be able to peg her as a thing and right. I think that your style stands out a little bit more and um and also I wanted to go back really quickly to something that Amanda had said about feeling about the energy of things, something that people don't realize either is that as you age, your chart, you know, your chart ages with you. You always have your natal chart. That's always who you are. If you know, you're a, if you are a Capricorn with a cancer um, sun and you've got your moon in, and your moon, Allie is in Taurus. Oh, that's great. That's a nice place for the moon. That's where it's resulted. But, um, <laughs> but that's, that's always where, that's always who you are. Right. And, um, but as you get older, especially like after the age of 30, our sun progresses into the next sign. And so it's funny to me when Amanda's talking about, like, she's always been kind of like, I think that we kind of know who we're growing into in a weird way. Um, a little bit, like, it's like, if like a Capricorn child will be like harder on themselves, more rigid. A lot of times a Capricorn child will be born into an environment where things kind of are hard and they're expected to act more mature. And then they loosen up a bit and they go into the Aquarius, the next sign phase. And we all do that. Like Scorpios will get like less intense um, and sometimes less risk-taking and um, and less paranoid about being vulnerable when their son progresses into Sagittarius. And so a lot of times that's why you see Sagittarius is known as a comedian. But you'll see like a lot of Scorpios that will end up being comics and stuff too because it's like they're progressing into, the, you know, when they're kind of middle age. They've now, they've learned, and but they have more of that gallows humor, that like dark humor where they're like making fun of their like abusive childhoods and like shitty things that they've done. So it's like, you know, I think Amanda, you're probably feeling the shift of your son going into Aquarius and all of a sudden you're like, there's no tangible reason that I should be like feeling the energy in this, but because Aquarians, that's, that's another thing. Like they feel energy. They're like the sign that like sees uh, auras. You know, like they're like a Virgo would be like, what the hell? Like they want like a Virgo rising be like, what are you talking about? You know, um, but well, I mean, it depends also like on how your chart is aspected and you know and what conjunctions are made with your sun. Like a Virgo that's got maybe like a Neptune conjunct their sun, which is like very woohoo and kind of tapped into kind of the unknown and the unseen or something. They'll they might act more Piscean than a Pisces, for example. So it's another thing in your chart. Whatever is. Um, like Amanda, you talking about Pluto being next, you know, and it's right now Pluto and Saturn are both in Capricorn. You're going to be feeling like a Scorpio, like how people will describe a Scorpio. Like, and that might start to look like you more, like you might be wearing like more dark colors or getting more daring or kind of like even maybe like a little bit more suspicious and paranoid and like, kind of like, because it's like, you're going through so much transformation. Um, sometimes people, you won't know who you are and other people might not know who you are or what you're going through. And so, you're going to just kind of have to get more in touch with the unknown and the unseen and reading energy and, you know, your son progressing into Aquarius, that's going to help you with that. And I think, I think having things like crystals and all kinds of stuff, that's freaking awesome. But in your chart, as I'm looking at your chart, Allie, you've got this pile up in Capricorn right now. You've got because um, we've also got Mercury right now transiting Capricorn. You've got Saturn, Mercury, Pluto, and um, the Sun. And when we've got more than three planets, we call it a stellium. So you've got this stellium right now, and it's going through your 12th house, 
um, which would be kind of this house of, it's this house of, see, and this just to kind of depends because part of me kind of thinks that you're more Aquarian. And so this is more your 12th house. But if you're feeling this in your first house, because you're at that very last degree, or you will be soon anyways, because it's going to cross over your ascendant. And so these things that aren't seen, they're going to, they're going to come to the surface and maybe other people are seeing them because sometimes the 12th house is like our backpack. It's something that we don't necessarily see, but other people see about us. And then when it crosses our ascendant, it's like, Oh, now everybody can see this about me because it becomes part of your personality. It becomes, it's, it almost like looks like you. It's like, it's, you know, when people are walking around bitch face and they don't realize it, like other people can see it. And like, maybe you don't think that you're, you know, a mood, but it looks like a mood. So that's kind of like, that's our rising when it crosses over. But the 12th has to do with compassion and spirituality. It has to do with our limitations and solitude, um, our spiritual practice. It has to do with our secret enemies as well. Um, foreign travel as far as like going to a spiritual place, like a faraway place, not like the ninth house is travel, but the ninth house is kind of, it's more travel for like, I would say the fifth house is travel for fun and leisure and kind of things. But the ninth house is kind of like it's foreign travel and, you know, sometimes for work, sometimes for learning, sometimes for learning about another culture. The 12th house is almost like, it's like maybe travel to rehab, for example, it's the house of addictions. It's kind of like, I, I need to get away from everybody. Like I need to like be Buddha and sit under the tree. That's the 12th house kind of travel, like where you're going to like, you're just getting away from the world. It's a retreat. Um, so that's why it's, you know, far away lands and maybe has to do with asceticism, hospitals, or even imprisonment. <laughs> so that's the 12th house. So that's where you've got this big pile up of energy. So if you've been kind of feeling that there's a lot of activity in that area of your life um, and it's felt harder, more stressful, and you haven't been feeling that as like all that's right in your face and right on the surface and has to do with maybe you as a person. If it's like something that's kind of like happening in the background of your mind or something that you're dreaming about, or it's more your unconscious, then that is definitely in your 12th house. But if you're feeling like, this is all happening to me or like, you know, things bodily have happened to me or you just need a long uh, time. Maybe that's what it is. Like you just need to like go to a hotel by yourself. Or <laughs> I did that actually. Right. And it felt, I went to La Jolla for 24 hours yeah. by myself and it was like <clears throat> transformative. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't do that. That's what I, <laughs> I, I think, I think that this energy, even though you're at that very last degree Capricorn, which does make you a Capricorn rising, it's when you're 29 degrees and this many seconds in, you, you know, you're going to look kind of and sound and have more of an Aquarian life path. And I really think that this is all kind of going in your 12th house. And unless you've been feeling all this pressure on you and your personality and having to change the way you look and change the way you look, yeah, then this is, then this is definitely like, then that's a theme that's going to carry on. And, um, and the South node is also in that 12th house. So it's not necessarily because the South node is transiting Capricorn. It's not necessarily about you having to go toward, you know, the mountain to meditate in a way there's a ton of energy and there is going to be a focus and there's going to be pressure there to kind of get away, but that North node is actually, um, in cancer. And so there's going to be kind of like this, maybe you wanting to kind of escape or get away or, um, or because it's the South node, there might be things, um, you know, some disillusionment, maybe some disappointment or things that you need to get rid of or let go of, you know, mentally, spiritually, even, you know, some, you know, tangible and it being the house of, you know, secret enemies. Maybe there's friends or people around you that bring you down, you know, and they just need to go. And because that North Node is in Cancer, (laughs) that, you know, having your North Node in Cancer right now, and based on the way that you're kind of describing your chart, and I think the way that you look, Cancer would technically be your seventh house. Um, But I really think that it, it almost every, all the degrees pretty much are in the sixth house. And so really where you're going to want to focus in is you're going to want to focus on your health and getting daily routines down. And the sixth house can kind of just be like the daily drudgery. It's like, it's going to dentist, you know, it's, it's right. not escaping the things that we have to do. It's the, it's health, it's service, like 
even if it's like volunteering or something like that, it has to do with our pets. And rather than secret enemies, like the 12th house, it has to do with our open enemies. Like who is like openly just like, just being crappy to you, you know, it's just like who, you know, who's just coming at you that you can just be like, look, we need to deal with this. And you know, whatever. Um, it's your daily work. It's, it's a house of, um, competition as well. So maybe focusing on, you know, having a competitive edge and not being afraid of that. Um, it's obstacles. It also can have to do with illness because it is the house of health. So it's like, you're going to deal with your body. Your body's going to deal with you kind of, um, and um, it's also the house of power over energy, enemies, which I think is really interesting because if, like, for example, you've got your Mars in your chart within two degrees of your sun. So while you are a Cancer, you're a very assertive Cancer. You know, right. like um, sure. Mars is the modern rule. Like, you know, Mars is, it's, that's kind of an Aries energy. And so having whatever is conjunct our sun, that's kind of, that's our ego that's our, um, you know, that's a bit of our personality too. It's kind of like, it's who we are, um, to the people that really know us. And so, you know, you're a cancer and you're a mom and you're all that, but you still like, you don't mind a little bit of competition. Like you're fine. And you, you know, and it can actually kind of give you drive and you probably have a good amount of energy, you know, and you probably like to exercise and work out and take care of yourself. I mean, that's, I'm trying you know, to so, intentions every day. I'm doing like 15 minutes every morning of like a workout challenge to like get myself back in the groove because good. I like wasn't doing it as you know. No, and I went through like, like postpartum depression. Yeah. And no, and like, like healing, right. like yeah. your body was healing. We right. have to go in a few minutes, but I have one question for you before we get your, your socials and all of that. Um, this thing that keeps coming to me, and I don't know if this is other people. But I had a situation of like not last weekend, but the weekend before where I was like, I don't know if the universe has my back, but it most certainly <laughs> has its front. And I keep feeling this way. Like I keep like get it. Like I'm extremely good at keeping up appearances almost to a point where like, I think it's detrimental to me because people are like, yeah. oh, everything is so great. I'm like, well, yeah. let me see what's right. really going right. on. I sound like such a host right now. <laughs> well, this is the flip yeah. side. Um, but it's very, is that my son? Like, what is that? Because I feel like that's been something with this too. And I feel like that's other people as well. Like this, like universe has your front, probably doesn't have your back. Yeah, see, and I feel like the universe has my back. Oh, I just feel like the universe <laughs> has my front. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Is that weird? Oh. I, I think, I, I honestly think that that's you being very Capricorn right now. I don't know your birth certificate, but I would say having, I mean, the South node, which is, that's not the easiest energy. We just came out of having, um, Mars in, in your sign. Um, oh wait, no. What am I looking at? Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Allie's chart. Um, I'm trying to think of where Mars is right now. Mars, Mars, Mars. Mars is in Sagittarius. Yeah. Um, you've just got, you've got a pile up of heavy energy in, in Capricorn and in the dark, in Capricorn dark side, it's self-doubt. You I'm know, so, so like, like, that's what I've been yeah. saying to everyone. I, that's what I've been saying to everyone. I was going to say, and if you actually, it's very weird. Cause like I come off as not dark. And I think I, if you listen a few episodes back listeners to our episode with Megan holiday, I'm just like, no, I love your podcast. Cause I'm the darkest <laughs> person who doesn't yeah. appear to yes, be the exactly. darkest person. Yeah. Yeah. I never oh, even, you know, that's, that's kind of a gift in a way though. I mean, it's a, it's a gift. To keep up appearances, I would say. Like maybe you've got like a Libra rising. Like Bill Clinton's got one of those. I mean, whatever's going on, he's like, everybody's past. Libra rising is great. Or, you know, maybe you've got like a light, nice Gemini rising. And so there's a bunch of heavy stuff going on. But you're coming off like half so lucky, you know? So it's it's true though. Appearances are very deceiving in my life. And I feel like it's like whenever I see people falling apart on the internet, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just fall apart. That seems like it would be so cleansing. And then I like call my friends and start crying and sending them crazy text messages. <laughs> um, 
but it's it's funny. We have to go soon because we have someone else who's coming on. But can you? Yeah. Okay, obviously, after people listen to this, you're going to want to talk to Jillian. You're going to want to get your chart done. Oh, you're yeah. going to want to like know more. I know. So, I could have listened to my chart for like another hour. Like, so thank you so much for all we that. We have, like, have you on like yeah. in like IRL. Yeah. Um, the race. <laughs> so bad that like we're we're in see me uh jillian is near me um in la so where can people find you and we'll have all the links in the show notes um i am i've got an etsy shop where i've got an astrology listing so if anybody wanted to purchase an astrology listing they could just go to my etsy shop which is it's just one word best in shore um and you can find me on etsy or you can look up my name it's jillian clemens j-i-l-l-i-a-n and then clemens c-l-e-m-m-o-n-s um on etsy or just do a search for me astrology something will pop up so yeah yeah. (laughs) i'm sure like again to our bloggers and our listeners like you guys are going to want to get your charts done. You're going to want to check out everything she's going on mm-hmm. in her art. Like you're amazing. And thank you so much thank for you giving so much us fun. Fun. Yeah, this I was mean, fun. It was so much fun. You have a nice chart, Allie, too. Like, thank you. I, yeah, I, I got to get Amanda's one of these days. She has to get her um, birth certificate. Yeah, so anyway. you think my parents have my birth certificate? You need to figure it out. That's important. They, they don't ask, like, ask your hippie mom. Get, get that hippie to find her paperwork. Yes, exactly. I'm going to put it down. Thank you, Jillian. It was so Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It really was. And as we always say, be Be fabulous. fabulous. And set intentions. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.